you earn a living, you probably own a business, work for one, or want to start one. Business is central to your life. But do most business shows really speak to you? Today on the show, the billion dollar valuation of Balogu and Broad does. Let's talk about the stock market and Alaba market. Let's talk about share IPOs and diesel supply LPOs. Let's talk about Broad Street. The Nigerian Stock Exchange recorded an all-time high of and Balogu Street. Uh, the maximum I will spend on fuel so on throw mm. was 4000 On Balogu and Broad, Wednesdays at 5. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili today, and on Balogo and Broad, let's talk about clearing containers at a papa port. This is the business show, by the way, for people who are doing real business. I always say we don't talk up, up here. We talk about how the biggest stories of the day are affecting your business or the business that you work for. And we talk to the real people who are actually doing the business. And today we're talking about clearing containers. We all know how long it takes to get uh, to the port getting to the ports, get out of their papa port. And we all know that that's one of the factors that um, uh, lead to the congestion there. That's one of the factors when we talk about congestion. And that's a, a business hard fact today. According to the Shippers Association of Lagos State, goods worth 868 billion naira are stuck at the ports awaiting exports. Yeah. You have all that value trapped in the port. And that's just the stuff going out. We also have to think about the stuff coming in. Every day, thousands of businesses and business people are trying desperately to clear their containers and bring in their imports. And one of them who has quite the story to tell is our guest today on Balugu and Broad. He's also the managing director of the Abia State Marketing and Quality Management Agency, Chief Sam Hart. Welcome to Balugu and Broad on Hard Facts, Chief. You're my second chief on this show. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sandra. But I'll try to go without the chief. Just Sam Hart. Just Sam Hart then. All right, yeah. then. Lagos, we want to hear from you as we continue this conversation. What are your stories about trying to clear goods at a papa port? Or do you work at the ports or in logistics or in transport or in any of the points of the value chain? Give us a call and um, share your insights into why things are the way they are. Call me from Balogun Street. Call me from Broad Street. Let's hear mm-hmm. you on the show. Sam, how long have you been trying to clear this particular container? Uh, Sandra, it, it took about three weeks uh, before I could. Well, it, it arrived on the 21st of um, January. Okay. Um, and I didn't eventually get it out until the 18th of uh, February, thereabout. Do you think some people will say, Omar, that's pretty quick? That, that's pretty what? Quick. That's pretty fast. Do you well, think some people will say, yeah, Omar, you get locked? Yeah. When I shared my story, uh-huh. and of course it elicited a lot of uh, responses, uh-huh. some people. Uh, their own container had arrived apparently prior to mine. Okay. And they, they were still there, still trying to uh, get theirs out. So if some people have it better, some people have it worse. Mm. But it's just uh, it's just the system stuck to just absolutely frustrate your best efforts. Hmm. Three weeks and you work in Abia State. So that means I you're do. spending money on, on all of these trips down to Lagos to check the process. You're spending money on transport, on accommodation. <laughs> Before we get into the problems um, uh, itself of getting a truck to move the container, let's mm. talk about the red tape inside the port itself. <laughs> how many different desks, how many different offices inside the port have you had to visit to move your container? <laughs> the truth is that um, 
there are way too many agencies. You're looking at close to 17 different um, agencies you have to pass through. Mm. You have to get one approval or the other. Mm. And I'm talking about Standard Organization of Nigeria. You're looking at NAFDAQ. You're looking at Customs itself. You're looking at police. You're looking at... Uh, it just depends on uh, the, the item being uh, imported or exported. Mm. For each of these items, you will just find a slew, uh, an avalanche of uh, regulatory agencies that all have one oversight or the other over that particular item that you're bringing in. And then their oversight is usually about some fee you are supposed to pay uh, before you can either bring in that product into the country mm. or take it out of the country. And these are all the receipts you have to put together. Some are consolidated, mm. some you have to pay individually. And then, of course, we're not even talking about the, you know, uh, uh, the bill itself, the, the, the duty, the custom duty mm. on the goods that you've brought in. And then the port charges itself, the MPA. Mm. It's just a whole lot of... Uh, uh, there was a comparison recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nigeria, you have to like go through like 17 agencies mm-hmm. to get your uh, goods out or in. But in some other countries, I think Gambia has the best record. It's just four four desks that you have to pay at, or four agencies you have to pay to uh, to do business at the port. Well, in Nigeria, we have about 17. Hmm. Did you know about all of this beforehand? Um, oh. Were you aware of all the payments in advance, or did you just get there and find out? No, the thing is, of course, you know you have to uh, work with uh, clearing agents mm. um, if you're going to be importing or even exporting mm-hmm. uh, products. Mm-hmm. Now, your, your agent gives you the entire bill of what you're supposed to pay. pay okay. If you require, they give you a breakdown of what, what it constitutes. Okay. You know, And then you finish paying this, but um, that should be the end of your nightmare, right? right. You finish paying this, your container lands, and mm. you just arrange for a trailer and you pick it up. Right. But the thing is, there are... What in business some people will call hidden charges. There are other uh, considerations that that are not quite open and closed right. or straightforward as the case may be. Okay. Like nobody can tell you how long it's going to take from the day your container arrives till the day it leaves the port. Mm. And of course, you have to pay them a for every day that your container remains uh, at the port for right. whatever reason. Right. Whether it's your fault or not your fault, right. once your container has been uh, offloaded from the ship and dropped at the port, yeah. you start paying every day. Right. So there is no way you can for a certainty or for a fact mm-hmm. say this is how much it's going to cost me mm-hmm. uh, to do importation or export there are too many variables mm-hmm. too many things can crop up at any point in time mm-hmm. that will alter the price that you eventually have to pay now you're a policymaker, sam and that's part mm-hmm. of why i was excited to have you on bnb because you can talk about this from both a business angle and a policy angle mm-hmm. if you were in charge of the ports sam mm-hmm. how would you streamline the bureaucratic activity there why do you think it hasn't happened at the ports already that is a critical question why hasn't it happened because these things you just know you are looking at the problem yourself mm. and you just know that it's not supposed to take um, any any major thing it's not to, brain to, to surgery mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's, it's not supposed to be that difficult because mm. you are looking at the problem mm-hmm. i mean it's like they tell you we've stopped uh, they make an announcement uh, the police should stop uh, collecting uh you know bribes on the road and mm. then we're going to make sure it stops mm-hmm. these guys are not doing this thing um in hiding it's mm. brazen mm. if they want to stop it it's simple all you have to do is just roll up as a civilian you see the policemen collecting the bribe mm-hmm. and you apprehend them with the authority that you have of course mm-hmm. so the same thing goes on at the port if you want distance to stop all you have to do is just constitute a monitoring team or an investigative team or, or whatever you may choose to call it mm. and then let them just of course sandra you know I have, you know, the contacts and the connections to have 
hastened this process and to gone through back channels. Mm. But for some reason, at some point, I decided, no, I wasn't going to do that. Mm. I wanted to go through every process that the average importer goes through mm -hmm. so that, of course, I, I belong to a number of committees, so that when these conversations come up, mm -hmm. I am not going to be speaking out of hearsay or what I read in mm -hmm. the paper mm -hmm. or from official announcements and all of that. Mm -hmm. I am speaking because I have experienced the problem firsthand. Mm -hmm. I was there from beginning to the end. I saw everything that transpired mm -hmm. and I understand what it is. Mm -hmm. So perhaps that is the bane. Perhaps that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Those who initiate this, this uh, uh, you know, reforms, those who try to solve this problem, mm. they don't even know what the actual problem is. It's not something you sit in your air-conditioned office or you sit in Abuja and decide what the problem is or what the solution should then be. Mm. Of course, you know, a misdiagnosis, a wrong diagnosis leads to a wrong uh, prescription of medication and the ailment remains. So if you guy, were in charge, if you were yeah. in charge, how would, yeah. you, how would you streamline the activity there, the bureaucratic oh. activity? How would you streamline it? Okay, for starters, hmm. there was there is no reason why you know you have to go to multiple locations to pay for multiple uh, charges and fees and all of that. Hmm. Nothing stops these things from being consolidated. Nothing stops a you know one stop shop or one desk or something to say. Okay, this is a full list of everything you're supposed consolidated. Uh, you know, duty right. so to speak. Right. And then the importer goes to the bank, mm -hmm. pays one uh, one payment, mm -hmm. and then brings a receipt that covers all of that, mm -hmm. and then presents it. And the next thing, you are good to load your container. Look at that. That you sounds know. simple enough, you know? It, it, precisely. It's the same <laughs> thing I was trying to explain to you earlier on. Yeah. This thing, the solution, same, the keyword seem. Mm. Seem simple, prima facie, and face value. Mm -hmm. But then, it's not been implemented. It's not happening. Mm. And you are there wondering, why, why are they not doing this? Why mm. is somebody not thinking of this, mm. then of course you now know immediately that it means there are people benefiting from the entire road and they would never allow the proper thing to be done. They would rather the dysfunction continues mm. so that they can continue to uh, you know, get whatever it is that they're getting because it is only that dysfunction that can benefit them. If things work the way it should work, mm -hmm. then of course you run them out of business and they don't want to do that. Lagos, if you just joined the show, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and I have the director, managing director of the Abia State Marketing and Quality Management Agency, Sam Hart, on the show with me. He just went to the port to clear his own container. Container, yadabata. <laughs> and he had to go clear it. And um, he saw things. And so he's here telling us the things that he saw. What's your own story, Lagos? What are your stories about trying to clear goods at a papa port? Or do you work at the ports? Do you work in logistics? Do you work in transport? Do you work in any of the points on the value chain? Give me a call and give me your insights into why things are the way they are. Call me from Balogun. Call me from Broad Street. Let's talk. 0700-993-993-993. You can also call 01465-7190. That's the number for female callers 0700993993993 is our caller is our number for male callers Dennis in Ijagun thank you for calling us go ahead uh, Sandra good evening good evening Dennis go ahead uh, Sandra you see the bottleneck in the port is so much that uh, there's I, something I very noisy where you are is there? there's something very noisy where you are Oh, no. Dennis, please call us back, okay? It's very noisy where you are. It sounds like you are in front of a factory or something. 99.3. 
Hello? Hello? All right, that person doesn't realize I've taken the call. 99.3. Yeah, hello, hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name, ma'am? Yeah, my name is Ahibe, Mrs. Ahibe. Welcome, Mrs. Ahibe. Yeah, that man has spoken fluently. Hmm. But, you know, speeches do not take action on its own. You just have to put it into writing and then fashionalize it. What is the purpose of the Human Rights Commission? And then the public complaint commission. If they, they, they have association of a, a container something, Abby. Okay. It's supposed to type it out and then give it to a lawyer to endorse, send it to public complaint commission. So I think the responsibility of the public complaint commission to let the director that this is what we function well. Because by the time individual is explaining, explaining, it doesn't work. Then, then they can take it to the House of Assembly. What are the purpose of them there? It's to enact law that will better the life of Nigeria. And then the, it will also come to the grassroots to help them out. Because by the time they clear a container with 100,000 instead of 50,000, hmm. the force will also fall on us, the buyer. Hmm. So they are not helping Nigeria by always complaining without taking it to the appropriate quarter. Hmm. Uh, so to show say you go school, personalize it, uh, uh, you know, type it out, explain. Even it can be put in the Facebook. So open, open the secret of the hindrance. So I put the devil to shame. All right, Mrs. Aibe, thank you very much for calling. Let's put the devil to shame. She says ninety nine point three. Hello. All right, then. Sorry about that. Let me come back to Sam. Uh, if I start taking your calls now, Lagos will not stop because a lot of you are calling <laughs> at the same time. Sam, let's talk about the problems with physically moving containers. You tweeted uh, You tweeted about the situation with the glass, uh, with, with the gates, oh, I don't, uh-huh. or should I say gate, and uh-huh. the number of trucks in the queue to go in. Tell us about mm. that. It's, 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 it's crazy, uh, uh, Sandra. I'm live on air, so I'm trying to choose my language carefully. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you having problems with the usual customers. You know. Uh, all right now. So yeah. the thing is, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy bottleneck. Like, um, of course, you all live in Lagos. You all pass through there. Mm. So you see the, the, the queue of trailers uh, all heading towards uh, the same location, right? The same destination, right. and they're all they're all making their way to the ports. They're right. either trying to go in or trying to come out, and it is just absolutely Herculean uh, to be able to do that. The number one, the mo- for a multiplicity of reasons, the road is under construction by, of course, Dangote Group uh, in, in return for tax rebate uh, by the federal government. They've, they've, they've been asked to, to construct the road uh, leading out of the port. Now, that is going on, but of course, at a very slow pace. And then, uh, without much consideration for alternative routes or creation of alternative routes. So, mm. what you call the second gate into Tinkan mm. is entirely useless at the, at the moment. Mm. You know, a major entrance and exit is entirely useless. That mm. can be used. Mm. So, they all move to the first gate. And then, even at that, it, it's at a very snail, very slow pace. And you know there is there doesn't seem to be any any um, sense of urgency. They are taking their time. Everybody is absolutely dragging, and you could never tell that they are under this much pressure because there is no pressure. Mm. There is nobody hustling them on, like egging them on or urging them to keep it moving or keep it going. Mm. Everybody has just been conditioned to accept that these things are supposed to move slowly. So get used to it and accept it and deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know. So of course the roads are bad. 
that is in itself. Then, of course, um, the multiple officials you have to pass through because you could pass through one. You want to pass through the second one. They stop you. And then, you know, they are playing with the driver or something. And next thing, they just carry a cone and drop in front of him and say he's wasting their time and he can't go. And mm. the person that dropped the cone there disappears for the next one hour. Mm. And nobody is in a hurry to go look for him or whatever until he, he comes back and he says, OK, are you now ready to, to, you know? And then, of course, the driver settles and he removes the cone. Meanwhile, there are a hundred containers that have lined up behind there. So these were just, I was there for, for, for weeks. These were all the... The bazaar, the craziness I was seeing going on there. And <laughs> it was numbing at a point, because mm. which was why you asked me if I was in charge, mm. what would I do? Mm-hmm. Sandra, these things were not happening in hiding. They were happening in plain sight. Mm. So that means if there was oversight, if there was responsibility, mm. if there was official seriousness to deal with this problem, mm. someone ranking should have been on site, boots on ground, monitoring all of these processes and ensuring mm. that the proper thing and the right thing is being done so that things can move fast. The only reason why these guys can behave the way they were behaving and, you know, harass the drivers and, and just generally make a mess of the whole thing and delay the process mm-hmm. is because they were not being, uh, you know, hurried by anyone to right. hurry up. Or they were not How many any containers do you think move in and out? Um, uh, oh, I was, I was there from morning to night for mm-hmm. a number of days, Sandra, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can tell you that not more than 10 trailers, on the particular day I was there, not more than 10 trailers left. I was at the gate. Uh, because uh, my trailer was in Not more than 10. Not more than 10. Chini, I'm telling you, authoritative, not more than 10 containers came out of the gate of uh, Tinkan, Tinkan Port in Lagos. Not more than 10. Because, I mean, they kept, they move every two hours. Every two hours, one trailer will move. Uh, and then, you know, there is another pile up. Two hours later, you will see that uh, there has been some progress, some some two-step progress, another trailer, just enough space for another trailer to move into the queue. Now we understand why the the Shippers Association of Lagos say that uh, goods worth 868 billion naira are stuck at the ports uh, awaiting exports. Because if you have 10 trailers moving in the time that you were there, my God. My it is, God. It is, it is harrowing. And note that over a thousand trailers hmm. are on the queue waiting to come into the port. Now, this, this problem is both for exit and for entrance. Mm-hmm. So it's not even as if, okay, they are moving out, there's a problem coming in, or they are coming in, there's a problem moving mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Moving out is stuck, moving in is stuck, and it's entirely, and it's absolute chaos. This reminds yeah. me of something that happened earlier on the show today. I told Lagos that the governor said that the electronic call-off system for trucks will kick mm-hmm. off this week. Do you think mm-hmm. that that's going to improve the situation? Well, Sandra, I'm excited to hear that. I'm not a critic that is only only interested in, um, you know, uh, uh, the bad one happening. Mm. I, I would also be very much excited if, if good were to come out of all of this. But mm. the thing is, perhaps I'm too much of a Nigerian and I've become too cynical. And with the problem has never been, uh, uh, you know, policies and plans. Mm. The problem has always been End, end, end point execution and last mile execution. Okay. Now, the problem with this now is you have a call-up system. Mm. Uh, the trailers go in and park at a, at a trailer park mm. and they, they can only access the port uh, if their call-up time or call-up number mm. is called. Now, mm. who says you have not created a new call-up cartel who mop up these this call-up times and only, you know, call up the people, the trailers that have been able to, to settle through the proper channel. Wonderful. We all know what's happening with ticketing at the railway stations. Mm-hmm. There are tickets. There are tickets. But then you go there, you can't buy a ticket. Why? A cartel has mopped up the entire ticket, waiting for rush hour, and then it is sold at a ridiculous price. You know, so 
it, it has never been about ideas and policies. It, uh, Sandra, it is last mile execution. Mm. Will there be boots on ground to enforce this, to ensure that the right and proper thing is done. Well, uh, like, the governor yeah. did mention that um, he's going to assign 500 last mile officials who will enforce, um, you know, um, the seizure or impounding of uh, trucks that are seen inside the ports without uh, a call-up number. They're going to work with VIO and FRSC. I wonder if you think uh, that's a good idea because uh, Lagosians who listened at the time were like, uh-uh, that's another uh, avenue yeah, for people yeah, to take yeah, bribes. That's, uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm trying very much, you know, not to be cynical or to be pessimistic here. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, but that sounds to me like you are punishing the problem and not solving the problem. Okay. If, if your concentration is on the arrest of trailers mm. whose uh, time has not yet arrived to get to the port, mm. then, um, I mean, you are treating the symptom and not the actual uh, ailment itself. Okay. I think concentration should be on... Uh, you know, port, you know, the, the port operations itself okay. and to ensure that the system is hastened and things are done properly at the port okay. itself. Okay. Because once those ones are done and taken care of, mm-hmm. the trailer thing, the in and out thing, you know, find a way to uh, eradicate that bottleneck at the entrance of that port. Mm. Get, put, get people on their feet to move, to get trailers to move. Get officials to be serious with their job and actually do their job. Let trailers move. Mm. Parking trailers parking on the uh, express and trailers parking on the way mm. to the port mm. is a symptom of a dysfunction at the port itself, mm. and it is not the problem in itself. So solving the issue of trailer mm-hmm. uh, uh, parking, mm-hmm. which is okay, which I, I come on, I work for a governor, so I have to commend the governor of Lagos for taking the initiative. Mm-hmm. But I dare say that that is not. The, you know, you have not excised, you know, the actual malignant tumor that is causing the, 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 the problem the, the, to the begin problem with. Lagos, let's talk some more. huh? We've got three minutes before we have to take a break. So 0700-993-993-993. We've got 01465-7190 as well. So one number for men, one number for women. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. After we take a few calls, Sam, I'd like you to talk to me about um, this bidding war that you talked about, these trucks that are queuing at the, at the port for weeks, you, you, you said that uh, because of that, there's basically a bidding war for trucks that are closer to the uh, front of the queue. So you're going to tell us about that after the break. Let's talk to Dennis, who's calling us back. Dennis, thank you for calling back. Yeah. Sandra, good evening. Good evening again. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been around the port since 1988. Okay. And between 88 and 1990, I used to take more from Osho to Abafa. Okay. That now, in the last 10 years, I've not been to the port. I've not visited the port with my vehicle. Hmm. What am I trying to tell you? Right. This government knows what to do. The holding bay, the terminals use their terminals, the holding bay. And where are the trucks? Where it, what is the number? What is the, uh, the volume of the position as at 1990, 1989, 1988? The whole place is congested and the position is on the increase. So we cannot just be talking about Lagos. Everything is coming to Lagos. Where is on airport? Where is worry port? Not until the port is decongested, this drama will remain. The man was saying he saw 10 vehicles, only 10 vehicles left mm-hmm. in the space of two hours. How 
you don't know when the vehicle in front of you moved at the next No, time. one moved in two hours or not ten in two hours. Oh, okay. One in two okay. hours. Okay. Mm. In two hours. Mm. It is because the one at the front has not moved. When he moves, there will be space for him to do a follow-up and move. So the port, they cannot concentrate all the position to the port. The inside the terminals are filled up with containers. Trucks are inside. They cannot even come out. Mm. Sometimes you load in five days, you have not come out of the port. Mm-hmm. In five days, you are still there. Coupled with the fact that the roads are bad. So how, how do we want to remove the, how do you remove the condition after the condition is on the road? Mm. The color we are talking about today, it mm. cannot even work mm-hmm. because the trucks have numbered the activity. The, the trucks have, have numbered the activities or they are not matching the activities of the port mm. either. So the, 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 the federal government has to stay down and go to an airport, go to a report. This is the only way you can use that airport. All right. Thank you very much, Dennis. Let's take that break. Lagos will be back and we'll continue this conversation. Don't go away. It's 5.37. This is Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. And uh, today on Balogun Broad, we're talking about clearing containers at a papa port. We have somebody who went there and tried to get their uh, container cleared. And he had quite the story to tell. He's also the managing director of the Abbey Estate Marketing and Quality Management Agency, Sam Hart. Thank you again for joining us and thank you for staying on the line during that long break. Thanks for having me, Sandra. All right. So um, I I was uh, asking before the break um, what you saw as a bidding war of sorts for Mm. trucks Mm. that are closer to the front of the queue while you were at um, the port. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Sandra, okay. There is no guarantee uh, for any uh, quasi contract you have with a trailer driver. Right. Sam? Hello, Sam, are you there? Oh, no. All right, we're going to have to try and get Sam back on the line. Sam has told us quite a bit. He's told us quite a bit. He told us how it took three months for him to clear his um, um, goods at the port. He also talked to us about um, the problems of getting a truck to move uh, the containers uh, into the truck. He also talked about the red tape inside the port itself. He talked about um, them having at least 15 tables where you have to get to to go and um, get some paper or the other some clearance or the other before you can walk away with your container and he also talks about um, the different payments available at each point you know and it's not consolidated sometimes and he uh, talked about what he would do differently um, um, because he's a policymaker and he said if I were in charge this is how this should run differently this is actually why I went myself to the porch to go and see how things work because it's very easy to stay in your air-conditioned office and talk about these things right but if you go there and you experience it for yourself firsthand it's easy for you to see um, where these things are at where the bottlenecks really are what specific policy decisions you should be making as far as clearing those bottlenecks are concerned we've got sam back on the line now sam sorry about that breaking transmission there no, it's okay. It comes to the territory. Yeah. All right, go All ahead. Right. You were telling us. 
Yeah, so I was just saying that, um, you know, because it takes so long mm. uh, for the trailer to get in there, you may negotiate with the trailer, mm-hmm. and by the time it gets to it, it's on to enter the um, the port itself to load your container. Mm. Uh, other people who, are, who, who probably are more in a hurry than you or mm-hmm. who feel they can have their way mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. will come and, you know, make higher offers to, to your driver. Wow. And they're quite unscrupulous, so they end up <laughs> accepting the b- bigger deals okay. and uh, tanking your own deal. And notes, of course, Sandra, mm-hmm. I, I don't entirely blame them. That's, you know, that's the funny thing. Fine, mm-hmm. there is a lack of integrity in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then um, they are also trying to make up for lost lost time. Uh, they've been on the queue for two weeks, mm. sometimes three weeks, mm. before they got to the port. Of course, there has been loss of business within that entire period. So what their, their biggest consideration, they are not a charity organization, they are mm. in business. So their biggest consideration at that point in time is to cover for the losses that they've suffered for the three weeks they've been in, uh, in transit mm. trying to get into the port. Mm. So this is the entire reason for the high cost of transportation mm-hmm. uh, of moving your container from the port mm-hmm. to anywhere. Note that, of course, from the from Apapa to even Mile 2 or, or Amu or Dauphin or anywhere within, <laughs> within the region of 1 million, 1.2 million. Wow. Now, to move to I paid 2.4 million to get to Abba. Nah, man. Uh, from Lagos to Abba. Yeah. Nah, man. So, How much did you I mean, bring the port, the, the uh, container well, in? It, it, it's another matter entirely. <laughs> so, and of course, you know that these things eventually get to the uh, end user, get to the get to the consumer yeah. eventually. So these are things that if this, that's why we are asking for the problem to be solved at the origin of it and at the genesis of it, mm. and not to whitewash it and you know palliatives. What is a palliative? A palliative is, is uh, whatever is brought to to uh, cushion the effects of the problem mm. and not meant to solve the problem itself. You know, you tweeted something that struck me so hard that I need mm. to I, I need I need to read it out in full because of how much it struck me. And I, I, I'll read it out in full and then I'll ask you to comment on it. You said, quote, right. nobody, and you've said that thing several times in this interview, you said mm-hmm. nobody is directing trailers to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. There seems to be concerted effort to keep the system moving slowly. Mm-hmm. I sense a mental conditioning going on. Those around here have accepted that things move slow. Nobody mm-hmm. is expecting or demanding for faster service. Mm-hmm. I got a few bemused looks when I mm-hmm. sought to uh, inquire why certain processes just couldn't be expedited. Slow mm. is the norm, accept it, end quote. It. There you go. <sighs> yep. That, I mean, right, right on the money, Sandra. What's this the, what's the, the reason? This is the situation. Like what's said, the reason? A number of times in the course of this of this interview. What's the reason for the mental conditioning? That's the question I have on my mind. All right, we have that connection <laughs> has dropped off again. We do hope we can get Sam back. I'm here. I'm oh, he's here. Oh, great, 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 great. So yeah, I was like asking I said, what the I mean, reason is. Seems to have just accepted that it is meant to be slow. Hmm. So which is why, again, we come back to the first question you asked me. Mm-hmm. What would I do? Hmm. The same thing that what would the man uh, or the woman or whoever the people are in charge hmm. uh, of solving this problem. Mm-hmm. They, you cannot tell me, Sandra, that they are not aware that these things are happening. Right. You cannot tell me that they sit in their offices and they do not look out the window and see all of this. Right. Or you cannot tell me that they do not embark on occasional or periodic inspection of the area that they are supposed to be superintending over Hmm. to see what exactly is going on. Hmm. You cannot tell me that they have not witnessed this whole madness and nobody is is moved to like say, okay, you know what, can we... 
this thing it does not even require too much. Sandra, yeah. if somebody is standing there, if four or five people come there and say, okay, oh yeah, you move, 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 move. Oh yeah, keep moving, keep moving. What is stopping you there? Move, move. From 10, you will get 100 or more trailers in a day. Mm. Because most of those delays, we are just, somebody just coming in the middle of the road and stopping and coming down and going to on a frolic. And nobody is asking him, why are you stopping? Nobody is chasing him back into his truck to go and continue moving. Mm. Nobody is, is seem to just care. As in, there is an entire languid, you know, laid back system in place. And everybody has just accepted Very it. unusual for Lagos as well. There you go. That is Lagos, Lagos, let's talk about this a bit more. I want to hear from you. What are your stories about trying to clear goods at a papa port? Do you work at the port? Do you work in logistics? Do you work in transport? Do you work in any of the points on the value chain? 0700-993-993-993. For women, 01-465-7104. Nine zero. Why do you think things are the way they are? Give me a call from Balogun. Give me a call from Broad Street. We've got Alahaji on the line. This is Alahaji Suba on the line. Uh, thank you so much for calling us, Alahaji Suba. Welcome. Go ahead. Thank you very much. Good evening. I think, is it silly? I think I'm correct. Yes, you're correct. Thank you very much. Mm. What, what your guest is talking about it's more than hundred percent correct. Okay. The only thing I'm, I, I will add more. Mm-hmm. Everything in this country is in a disarray. The problem of a papa pot. Mm. You had, you are there when somebody, one of your colleagues, you told you the amount is spending mm. to clear, a, you know, to clear a container. You see, I'm, you see I, I, I'm really taught because it's like we are operating without, it's like, tell you, we are operating without no direction, no rulers, nobody governing anything, nobody's managing anything. You see, it's like a jungle city. You see, I pity our country because this is not the country we expected to be. Nigeria, we all pray for. I'm not a kid. We, we, we all know what this what God has blessed this country. And you know... Leadership is our problem. No. Mm. And that is what is causing our, the calamity we are facing. Everything is in a disarray. You see, look. Mm. The president came here, especially in, in terms of, you know, a, a proper congestion. Mm-hmm. The vice president came here. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? No solution. Some people, some cartels, is making money there. Look, the, what is the business of the military? In, in, in having a, a blockage in, in, in the port. The, look, the, the, the work of the military is defined to protect the integrity and sovereignty of Nigeria. They're not supposed to be seen there. They came here there to be making money. And what do we say? Once it entered their body, it will continue to be there. And you know, make people, making somebody to pay for what he's not supposed to pay for. Ah, uh, no, no, no. You know, no, we're, we're, we're in a mess. 
Alhaji, sorry about that, but uh, we do thank you for calling us. We'll take uh, a final call, but uh, before we get that final call, I really, really want to talk about um, the work that Sam Hart does with the Abia State um, Marketing and Quality Management Agency. I really want to talk about that. So um, I'm going because they've already screened another call for me. So I'll just take that one call and then come back to uh, what ASMQMA does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that call has dropped, so I guess I can move on to Sam now. Sam, talk to me. Uh, before awesome. you go, really, talk to me about what you do there. All right, what do we do? We create opportunities for uh, the people, the amazing producers who, who are in Aba and Abia State. Um, of course, you, we all know about Aba. We all know about the creative ingenuity, mm-hmm. uh, the productive prowess you know, of the people mm-hmm. uh, in Aba. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we're just trying to do, what my agency is trying to do is highlight that. Mm-hmm. We are not reinventing the wheel because Aba has always been on the map. Aba has always mm-hmm. been known for uh, witty inventions, according to the Bible. You know, so, but what we're not trying to do, what my agency is trying to do mm-hmm. is to bring all of that to the fore, you know, market it in a creative way. Thank God for social media. Thank God for uh, uh, multiple uh, media outlets. We are able to tell our stories. We worked with political influencers, uh, you know, uh, with uh, social influencers and, and all of that. And the world got to know about it. And last year, in the middle of a pandemic, Sandra, mm. uh, the, uh, China is the world's uh, uh, manufacturer. Mm-hmm. But nobody could import from China anymore. Right. You know, so we had to fill that gap. We started producing uh, face masks, uh, PTEs. And all of that. And mm-hmm. I'll just tell you one story which summarizes everything that we've been able to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a young man that sent me a message last week and it thanked me that he was able to build, buy a land and build a house in Lagos last year. And he's calling to thank me because he did that within a year in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. from proceeds of selling uh, face masks and PPE that we were sending to him. Wow. While that people were losing jobs, people knew. Yeah, yeah, that, was... that was just one individual. So wow. that tells you. Um, so when you hear that, um, you know, IBA is the third, uh, you know, uh, uh, num- uh, number three destination for investment uh, in Nigeria or, you know, highest number of capital inflow and all of that mm-hmm. uh, be- behind Lagos and Abuja and all that. These mm-hmm. are some of the things. All the money that should have gone outside were channeled towards us. We had agencies and organizations. I'll never stop thinking. My sister, Toyosi Akerele, mm. uh, she runs the Victim Support Fund chaired by General T.Y. Danjuma. Mm-hmm. And they ordered over 500,000 face masks from Aba. Wow. So Sandra, one entity, mm. ordered 500,000 face masks. Mm. So that gives you an idea. Corporate organizations, banks, and all of that. Mm-hmm. We all did personalized face masks for them, branded face masks. And of course, PPE is the mm-hmm. military in thousands. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we pumped in over $5 million into the economy of ABA mm-hmm. just last year mm-hmm. within a pandemic. Verifiable uh, uh, international organizations have come to do the report. Mm-hmm. And we were on CNN, we were everywhere, and they all came to uh, capture all of that. So, yes, that is the work that. Our agency has been doing with the kind support of our governor, uh, Governor Kizé Vitekbazo, who has given us all the support uh, to go as far as we can go. Now so you're you're, you're talking to you're, you're talking to almost a, a million Lagosians at the moment, right? Yeah. And and a big uh, percentage of them are business people, or they yeah. are procurement officers, or they are doing something yeah. in the commercial world. Do, yeah. do, is there something that um, your agency ASMQMA <laughs> and Medina Bar um, have to offer them. Yeah, absolutely. Most of the things that they hither to go abroad to 
to bring in. All we ask is that they give us a chance. We are not asking for sentimental patronage. We are not even too big on the buy Niger to grow the Nile thing. Mm. We are assuring you that we will match the quality that you will get, if not surpass. Of course, at a fraction of the cost that you would have paid if you had ordered this thing from abroad. Mm. So we are filling that gap. We are doing a lot. A lot of our patronage is from out of state. Mm-hmm. 90% or 80% of our patronage is from outside of even Aba and the Southeast. Mm-hmm. So people, if people in Cameroon, in uh, Central Africa, in Sub-Saharan Africa are all coming to Aba to buy their products and go back with it, mm-hmm. we need to do more trade within Nigeria itself. Luckily, we're doing business with a number of banks and a number of corporate organizations, but we very much like uh, to do business with even more. So they should give us a call, talk to us, and let's see how we can uh, be able to solve their production needs. Hmm. Sam Hart is the managing director at uh, the Abia State Marketing and Quality Management Agency. And he's been uh, talking to us first about the goods he imported and tried to clear at the Apapa port. That's how he came to my notice. That's how he came to my attention. And uh, we just had to also talk a bit about the work that he does for the Abia State government. I'm sure that everyone listening wants me to ask him questions about, you know, other things happening in Abia State, but that's a different day. I'll call him on that day and I'll put on my boxing <laughs> boxing gloves and we're going to go round after round in the ring. But Sam, thank you so much for joining us on Hard Facts today. You've been great. My absolute pleasure, Sandra. Thanks for having me. All right, Lagos, let's take a look at the messages you have for us on social media. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We've also got uh, messages that you're sending via Twitter. Twitter is at Nigeria InfoFM. I've got two minutes and then we have to take a break and uh, give you a chance to win some money. Hello, thank you for calling us. <laughs> I think that person was calling to win money. 99.3. Thanks for calling. All right. Is everybody who is calling right now calling to win money? Is that it? Is, is that is that it? Is, is, are all the calls I'm getting money calls at the moment? Like, you know, should I just keep trying? 99.3. Hello? Hello? It's not time for, for, for the game yet. It's not yet time for the game. Hello? It's not time for the game yet. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Thanks for calling. We're not playing the game just yet. Are you here for the game? Yeah. No, we're not playing the game just yet. All right, I think I, I should just switch uh, and go to WhatsApp because at, at this rate, uh, you people will not stop calling. Huh? So let's see what's happening on, uh, on WhatsApp because... Um, I can't shout, eh? <laughs> I really can't. I really cannot shout. But it looks like my WhatsApp is not even connected, so I can't even take a look at the comments on WhatsApp quite just yet. All right. So um, that's my cue to take a break. After the break, uh, then we can play just a minute because you need to hear from our sponsors uh, from Credit Veal.